Hello, everyone. Welcome to the real world outside of the tape. My name's Sean. My name is Aaron. And this here is our magical, wonderful tape, sparkling tape cut together from aspects of other earlier tapes by tape cutting gnomes who use tape to tie pieces of tape together, adhesive tape and audio tape, respectively. Now, some people who were around back in the your times of 2016, 2017, for some of these sketches, you might remember the Wrong Town saga. There's some new stuff in here that's actually from those old recordings that weren't in the original sketches. Like some of the original stuff has been punched up with old material never before broadcast. Also, where possible, some of the music has been updated, sound effects have been added. It's a sort of a second draft. We've brought together these stories that ended up being early components of the Wrongtown arc, the seeds of Wrongtown. They play together, but they also play differently in their original context. In the original context, they're often longer, slightly different in some ways, but they're also playing off of these conversations we had. And so there's some things in this that I think are funnier in the archive, and there's some things here that I think are funnier within this. But it was all spread out all over the place, and we said, hey, these gnomes are our slaves. Let's force them to splice old tapes together. And the gnome said, sure, we're a species specifically bred to do that for you, so we'd love to. So anytime you hear editing on the show, it's not Aaron, certainly not me. It's the enslaved, well-bred gnomes. <laughs> you know, actually, could you really say that there's a genetic feature? So it's, a gen- <laughs> it's a dumb joke. It's based on Harry Potter, where, like, all the house elves just, like, love being servants. It's just part of who they are, these creatures who love, and it's and, fucked up. That's, like, that's what yeah, I was... And Hermione, in the earlier novels, she's got a problem with it, but as she matures and she joins the Ministry of Magic, she becomes part of the system. They just love it. They just love doing it. This Wrongtown Chronicles tape is a $10.99 value today played for you for absolutely free. We had the tape appraised by professionals who know about this kind of thing. They looked at it with their eye piece. They smelled the polyester strips that make up the tape. They bit the corner. All of it, everything that a tape assessor does. And they said, this tape is a beautiful tape. It's worth $10.99. You two are giving it away for free? And the little appraising goggle just popped out of his eye. We were like, yeah, you know, we want to share it with people, so why not for free, tape appraiser? And he had no answer. That's the play button right there. Sorry, I hit the eject button by accident. Can you pop it back in oh, for me? Yeah, we pre-popped the tape. Now we're having to pop it out and pop it in. It's okay. Everyone makes mistakes. There we go. Popped back in and... Play. Play, play button. I actually did miss it the first time. Roll up, roll up. Welcome, one and all. Step right this way. Experience the violent revolutions of a roller coaster of rhetoric. As it is unfounded by our 100 foot tall bone. This is seriously wrong. This is a wise I'm smart, you're dumb. I'm big, you're little. I'm right, you're wrong. We now go to a small campsite just outside of Wrongtown, as a new idea begins to take hold for the first time. So this is pretty cool, this 10-man tent and the dividers, and we can just get our own little room. 
Yeah, it's super cool. Uh, how long have you been dating Chris? About two years now, actually. Two years. Yeah, I remember we met at the student union and we talked a little oh, bit. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah, your yeah. name your name is Geet Finkus, right? Uh, no, 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 Geet Finkus. My name is Aaron. Oh, okay, sorry. Yeah. yeah. No, My no worries. Where, where'd you get Geet Finkus from? Yeah, no, I know. You're Tom. We'll start by assembling the poles, and then we kind of slide it through, and then... Right. Does it matter it which ones go first, though? Like, no, it doesn't look like there's any... Yeah. Okay, like yeah, no, it looks fine. You're putting the tarp over top, anyways, at the end. Yeah. Yeah, no. I just... I think I've had one that worked that Did way. Did you geek thinkers? No, no, man. My name's Aaron. Are you okay? I feel like you're just forgetting my name a lot. Oh, sorry. Can you repeat your name my, again? My name is Aaron. That's Aaron. Aaron. Yeah. yeah. Totally. Yeah, yeah, that was a joke. Yeah, so uh, tent is set up. Just gotta pop these corners down and, and, oh, and yeah. pin them. Yeah, I don't even do that sometimes. I feel like once you put your stuff in there, it's not like it's gonna blow away or anything. Mm, yeah, that's I, true. I perform live music. Really? You ever seen? Oh no, I, I think I have. I have seen the posters around. Geet Finkus, you play piano, right? No, no, man. It's Aaron. Aaron Moritz and the High Authorities, and we play sort of post-hardcore grunge ska, kind of something like yeah. that. What's your name from? Aaron Moritz, uh, my parents just gave it to me. No, I mean like the origin. The Bible, I guess. Really? Geet Finkus is a name in the Bible. No, I don't know what Geet Finkus is. I don't think that is a name. I don't think anyone has named that. Well, that tent is looking good. And I think that we've got lots of good boy points for our partners when they come back. So oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely. Definitely be giving us belly, belly rubs. rubs. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It was great setting up this tent with you, Geet. I think I'm going to go for a walk. Okay, yeah. Just, okay, see you, Geet. Yeah. See you, Geet Finkus. Bye. See you, Geet. Bye. Bye, Geet Finkus. Bye-bye, Geet okay. Finkus. It's, okay, thank you. Bye. Last time on Seriously Wrong, Sean and Aaron were kidnapped by an anti-humanist, illiberal, misanthropic villain... Oswald Badman, who took them to his mountain lair to purge them of their liberal programming and convince them that human beings are really, really horrible deep down. We join the wrong boys now, tied up in a pit. I'm getting really hungry and I gotta use the washroom. But don't do that in here. Like, this pit isn't big enough. Yeah, and I mean, we're tied really up, so it's close. hard, to, hard yeah. to move. I'd have to work together with you. We'd have to pick a corner and we then maybe it'll smell. It would end up only being like a foot farther away. Well, I'll hold it as long as I can, but the body's gotta go and the body's gotta what, go. What is with this Oswald guy? Like, he targeted us because we we're trying to be nice? Yeah, he listened to the podcast, said we had too much faith in humanity. We just wanted to fuck with us. That's yeah. so weird. I know. It's like performative. He doesn't really believe what he's saying. He must no, not. Or I mean, he wouldn't need to push it down our throats. That's my theory. If they were actually evil, they just kind of quietly work behind the scenes to self-maximize and cause horror. Oh, sh- sh- he's coming back. He's oh, coming okay. back. Wrong, boys! Le- can Hi, you let us Oswald. go? Could you please let us go? We have an episode of Seriously Wrong we need to record. We like, need I'm to re- Aaron, and that's Sean. I'm Sean. Yeah, we do a podcast every week, Oswald. Could you let us out? We really need to record Not letting you out, wrong boys! Come on, Oswald. Oh, I know that you, you enjoy guy. the podcast. You like the show. You listen to it. No, I don't like it. I think that you're pathetic morons. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of true, Oswald, but you don't say that to someone's face. Did you bring us some food or maybe a, toilet? A bathroom uh, yeah, or food, to... water, a beer. Oh, maybe. beer would be nice. I bet you'd love to have a sit down, have a beer with us. We'll talk this out. Maybe I know the three of us can... could pass the bong around, Oswald. Does that sound okay? 
we'll talk about no, it. No, no, no. I did bring you a gift, however. Oh boy, Oswald. <laughs> what is it? What I is it? Gifts. You got us a gift? Yeah, I, knew see, I knew it. He's not a bad guy. It's scorpions. Ah. Oh. Ow. Oh God. Hey, they're whoa. pinching me. Yeah, that hurts. Don't put scorpions on us. Oswald. Jeez. Oswald. It's not nice. You this wouldn't is like so that. you though. You know, I bet his parents put scorpions on him when he was yeah, a kid. Yeah, he's coping he's just, with something. Yeah. yeah. You know, we can't blame him. It's not no, it's nothing it, to do with how humans are. Mm -mm. It's just... Oswald, you gotta admit, this is kind of a deviation from normal human behavior. No, this is what we're like. I'll be right back. Ow, fuck. Ow, jeez. Uh, are scorpions poisonous? Because like, this really some hurts. Some of them are. Like, it really does, ones it are. does hurt. I bet they're not poisonous. He wouldn't put poisonous Ow. ones in. <laughs> I wish I wasn't tied up. Will the wrong boys get out of the pit? Stay tuned to find out. This episode of Seriously Wrong is brought to you by a creative new food that Sean and I just invented during the break. It's called a lemon butter pepper jelly salmon sandwich. Oh, yum, yum. I'm so hungry. And this lemon butter pepper jelly salmon sandwich is really hitting the spot. Hmm. Where'd you get the idea from this? Bolt of lightning hit my head and I was like, what if I combined lemon butter, yeah. pepper jelly, salmon into a sandwich? I love all those individual parts, but I'd never think to put them all together. And so I have to thank you. I have to thank whatever touched you. And I have to thank the producers of this bread, obviously, and the guy who caught the salmon. And don't forget the lemon butter and the pepper jelly. Yeah. And all of the hardworking hands that went into that. We call that praxeology. <laughs> Do we? <laughs> This goes to show you how easy it is to be creative and make up new things. Find me one goddamn lemon butter pepper jelly salmon sandwich before the date of the publish of this episode, and I'll eat my hat. Because know what? We invented that shit. It's 100% new. And hats don't taste very good. Not like a lemon butter pepper jelly salmon sandwich, which is what this episode is brought to you by. Yeah, I might put a little lemon butter and pepper jelly on that hat just to be able to eat it. Oh, you should try some salmon, too. Oh, that's a good idea. That's a creative idea for eating the hat. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. You're welcome. And now for our Wrongtown News special report. The hashtag Occupy movement is sweeping the world. But who are they? What do they want? And why have they set these disgusting tents up all over our pristine Wrongtown town square? We've sent one of our reporters to the field to find out. Oh, uh, hi everyone, yeah. I'm here from the mainstream media and I was just hoping to get an interview with one of your spokespeople. So if you could- oh, Me, me, I'll, yeah. Oh, I'll, your spokesman, sure. Yeah, um, I love the camera. Oh, great, I think the camera's gonna love you, I gotta say, I love the boots, the very Jetsons. And, Thank uh, you, yeah. yeah so I right. also like the Space hairdo. Boots. Yeah, just to let everyone know, my name is Weed Lord McBongbong. I'm an Aries, rising sign Sagittarius. Why don't you just start off by telling us what this is all about? Why is everybody here? I guess we're all here today because sacred geometry. Mm, what, what are you protesting? I guess everyone here, like our basic point, if I really need to boil it down, is that it's wrong to buy something. Like, if you go to a store and you use money to buy something, that's morally wrong, and we kind of stand against that. If you have a bank card, you're evil. Mm, we 
we hate phones, no one should have phones. I'm just noticing, though, like, that totally makes sense, but I'm just noticing that there's a lot of people here on their phones around right now. Yeah, those people are traitors. Totally hypocritical. If I could kick them out, I would, but I'm too busy working on aligning the crystals, so. Aligning the crystals, does that help with the sacred geometry? Yeah, it does bring about world peace. As long as everyone meditates, they know who I'm talking about. Some people won't meditate. It's sickening. Something I really need to bring up with you. I'm the Federal Reserve? Oh, obviously you weren't bringing that up, mainstream media. Sorry, go on. What are your demands for society? We demand that no one drives SUVs or no one has nice houses. We think that most people's paychecks are too big. We mostly demand things of ourselves, like purity. So, like, we'll create mechanisms in the group that turn away people as a barrier to participation. It's like, we'll have, like, long meetings that are kind of, like, bureaucratic. They have to deal with, like, all the issues of the camp at once. Anyone can hop in at any time. Yeah, is there any particular order so that you know if you wanted to talk about a certain thing that'll all be at the beginning of the meeting? It's up to the facilitator, but generally we try to get as wildly off course as possible. It's kind of like playing jazz. Like, you never know where you're going to end up. It's like a big spin and top of, are chemtrails real? Yes. Should the fluoride stay in the water? No way. These are the types of conclusions that we typically come to. Hmm. We're super pro-nudity. So everyone... It's immoral to wear clothes. We'd have to blur it out, but do you want to get naked right now for the camera? Oh, absolutely, yeah. That would really make my point. Here, let me just take Uh, this off. These pants are easy to come off because they're so baggy. Should I put the boots back on? I would love it if you put the boots back on. feel so naked without my boots. Oh, did I mention my idea for a surgery? Uh, Sorry, your idea for a surgery? Yeah, it's something I've kind of pitched to the boys around the Occupy camp, and this is this idea I had for a surgery. I think it's something that we can make a demand. If Hmm. the media is ready. Yeah. We occupy, demand that there's a surgery to have boners be permanent. So you always have a boner. It can't go down. Oh, so it kind of cuts down on the shame and embarrassment of erectile dysfunction? Uh, The penis is an antenna that receives signals. And I just want to make sure that our men are getting the signals they need. I guess that's what we at Occupy want, is to make sure that our men are getting signals. Well, I just got to say that I think our viewers around the city and around the world are going to have a much, much better idea now about what you guys are all about. So I just want to thank you for being a representative. My pleasure. We at Occupy have weed, so if anyone needs it, just stop by. I've got skunk. We've got skunk. It represents us. Are you feeling nice? We represent the 99%. Chakras, chakras, chakras. The penis has the signal. Chakras, chakras, chakras. The penis has the signal. Here's a quote to set your watch by. Work hard, dream big. Geet Finkus. Be somebody who makes everybody feel like a somebody. Geet Finkus. You don't wait for the perfect moment. Take the moment and make it perfect. Can I, can I guess who said the quote? Geet Finkus. Oh, so I can't, I can't guess. Oh, sorry. Who, yeah, who do you think? Uh, I was going to guess it's Geet Finkus. Got it. Geet. <laughs> 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 Oh, man, I've been looking for a brand new cult to join. You know of any new cults? Actually, it's funny you ask. I was just reading the newspaper about Our Lady of Hopeless Cynicism. It's a brand new cult. Hmm, hopeless cynicism. Does that have anything to do with evil triumphing over good? That's the one. That's the cult. Nice. Could you not tell I was in the cult? So you check out my cool shades? 
Oh, these are religious do you get shades. shades. Do you get shades if you join the cult? Yeah, this, shades. these shades are a religious symbol. Ooh. They mean I'm bigger and better than improving the world. So come on down to our church and worship our enormous zero with us. Join your fellow nothing masters in a big circle. It's a lot of fun. We chant, we get naked. The people who run the cult are bitter opportunists taking positions of power to be abusive to people and control them. They don't really care or believe in anything that they're passing on to you. But they're honest about it. Finally. This is so refreshing. To join today, send us a financial e-transfer to bank account 100128 Six easy payments of $983 each. So, you know, it's a breeze to join this cult. Thank you. Our Lady of Hopeless Cynicism, proud sponsor of the Seriously Wrong podcast. Hey everyone, uh, this is Sean and Aaron. Uh, just a quick word on that last ad. Yeah, just to tag up on that. This is a great cult. I wouldn't be advertising it if I wasn't in it myself. There's a limited time offer right now. If you go to Our Lady of Hopeless Cynicism and sign up and use the promo code Seriously Wrong, that's spelled S-R-S-L-Y, they're going to send 10% of your six easy payments of $957 directly to us. It's a great way to support the show and it's a great cult. We're at war. We're at war with people who deny science of climate change. We're at war with people who steal elections. We're at war with people who create discord. People who want to see fighting instead of peace. We're at war with the ultra-rich. And patriots across the nation are standing up and saying, No, I'm on the side of narrative wars. I am the resistance. And yes, I am with her. Narrative wars, because there's a war for your story. I'm Felix Bones, your spooky conductor. But first, just a quick word from our friends at Red Pills. Red Pills are a neurostimulant. I take it every day myself. It's FDA approved. You're going to be able to see through all the lies of the New World Order. You're going to be able to see through the lies of the Trilateral Commission. It's actually even true. You'll be able to see through your own lies. Use the promo code FELIX at uh, redpills.net. It's going to make you the smartest man in the universe or the world. B.A. Bailey is here with me, and uh, thank you for sitting down with uh, oh, yeah, Narrative thank you, Wars. Thank you, Felix, for having me on today. So you've done some explosive research. This is all out in the open. These documents are there for anyone to see. You've just made the choice to open your eyes, see the world for what it really is. Yeah, really deprogram ourselves from uh, the bullshit out there. Everyone at home, I hope you've taken your anti-bullshit pledge. Basically, what we've uncovered is that the Russians absolutely hacked into the machines and deleted votes for Ms. Clinton in key states that swung the election for Trump. Yeah, I've been saying this since the night of. I was sounding the alarm bell right from square one. I yeah. even said leading up, they might take this one for Trump. Russia might take this one for Trump. What the Trump administration and the people aligned with him want us to believe is that all the models were wrong, all the polling was wrong, everyone's predictions were just wrong. What's a lot more rational and what I've discovered through my research is that Ms. Clinton not only won the popular vote, but won the election 
Electoral College. And this is the real bombshell here. The reason that the Russians stole this election for Donald Trump is because they are descended from demons. Really? All of them. Yeah. All the Russians are demons. Now, I've heard this before. I want you to go into detail here, but I got some documents here. Here it is, 1998. Uh, Russian demon family uh, kills and murders and is pedophiles. That's well documented. I've had that for years. Pedophiles is a key point. These are pedophile demons. They're cannibals. Straight up cannibals. I've seen it. They need to be stopped. People in intelligence communities have known this for decades. You've known this for decades. It's an open secret, folks. So the demon that was the patriarch of all Russian people, genetically was actually the demon Bukovec from Slavic. Yeah, I had a friend of the FBI told mythology. me the exact same thing. A six-legged monster with gnarled horns who lived in lakes and pools and would make loud sounds at night and then jump onto people and animals and strangle them. That's incredible. Let's go to the phone lines for a second. Uh, this is Chris from Maryland. You're on the line, Chris. Hey, Felix. Great show today. I've really enjoyed it. Just one comment really quickly about some of my research I've been doing on the Heritage Foundation, the Fraser Institute, and the thing that I've just found out is that they actually have Chimera babies where they've mixed humans and animals. It's a whole thing. And I've got documents, Felix. That is a good point. Yeah. Chris has obviously been doing his homework. Okay. We got another one. Uh, Christina over in California. What do you have to say? Hey, Felix. You know, I think we all know that the Russians are demons, but when are you going to talk who's behind the demons? The scary ghosts and vampires, they're the ones directing the demons. I've seen 13 of them. My wife was bit by a vampire and my son was possessed by a scary ghost. That is great. Very astute, Christina. And just one more. We got to wrap this up with a real quick one from Tony, Tony, Tonio in Florida. Oh, sorry, I got this wrong. His name is Tony and he lives in Tony, Tony, Florida. You're on the line, Tony. Hi, Felix. Longtime listener. Um, I just wanted to ask, mes controla jame epidemi desmes? Curious mes verkai de bar. Felix Rinkamu controla jame. Mes epidemi? Oh, I never thought of it that way. Yep. I had a contact uh, in DHS told me that 10 years ago. We should talk off fair about who that contact is. I'm going to have to research this more thoroughly. Uh, After the break, we're going to have more with B.A. Bailey. But in the meantime, everyone should be opening up your Felix Bones Russia Investigation Advent Calendar and taking out today's shiny capsule. You know what to do. Meanwhile, at Oswald Badman's secret mountain lair. Okay, I, man- I managed to, to <laughs> cut Ow. through the rope with the scorpion tails. Not without poking myself a lot, but... Yeah, you're covered in welts, dude. Yeah, well, here, I can untie yours. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I would. I have been stung by thousands of scorpions. Okay, step on my hands. I'm going to boost you out of the pit. Okay. And then you... Uh, okay, and yeah. now, now just pull me. I'll reach you pull in. And, uh, yep. oh, yay! Yeah, out, out, out of the, of the pit. pit. Out of the pit. Hey, that was some teamwork. Know what that is? Human nature. Human nature. Yeah. Human nature. We cooperated and got out of that pit. <laughs> yeah, Oswald. Oh, no, yeah. I don't want to be too loud. I don't want him to come back yet. Yeah, we got to find a way yeah, out of here. Take that, Oswald, wherever you are. But shh, Human beings are good, Oswald. It's a secret. When we work together, we can overcome anything, Oswald. Okay, so I think this way. He's got some weird art here. Yeah. That is really bizarre art. Is that supposed to be blood or tomato sauce? Uh, yeah, I don't know. Whatever it is, it's creative, which is 
human nature. Yeah, creativity. Yeah. 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 Oh, he appreciates art. Got you, Oswald. You're falling into our trap. Probably no one appreciates his art. That's why. He's yeah, that's it. Like, Maybe if we compliment his art, I mean, on the way out or from the outside. Yeah, like we'll, we'll send him a message later on yeah. Facebook or whatever. Just shoot him up on Facebook, Oswald Badman. And <laughs> that was really nice art. We yeah. like the art on the way out when we escape by working together because that's human nature. Anyways, uh, you want to get a beer sometime? Like just try to get that olive branch out. Yeah, there. we'll do it in public, somewhere where he can't snatch us again. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, he's a good guy. I know he's a good guy. guy. Deep down. Yeah. So I think this is the exit door here. Okay. Yeah, I know it's locked. Locked? Shit. I wish it was human nature to break down doors, but that's not always the case. Yeah, this is a really strong looking door. Damn. Sometimes I wish Oswald was right, because then we'd be able to get through the crummy doors that humans wouldn't be able to innovate. We had nothing to be proud of. Oh, it's so true. It's so true. Hello, wrong boys. Oh, shit. Oh. He heard us. He's what is here. The... I'm watching you through a video camera. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, so you weird. mean that humans invented? That no animal could invent, Oswald? Well, that ingenuity is really something to be proud of, hey, Oswald? Yes, and the brutal competition of different firms fighting to create the greatest product at the lowest price and crushing their adversaries and taking their product to market. Could you open the door for Actually, us, I think a lot of the technology came from public investment Oswald but yeah you could you open the door door opener just in that click, control room of you just click it open for us and mm-hmm. we're good yeah we'll be on our way I'm not going to do that wrong boys why not? You could. Yeah, it would be super friendly. And this could like, be your kind of mea culpa moment where you show that we were always right and you were wrong. You come over to our side and you're like the third guy on the show. Are you cool with that, Aaron? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'd love that. I'm willing to forgive and forget. Always willing yeah, to forgive and totally forget. Yeah, totally willing Oswald. to just forgive and forget and let it go. Easy as that. I'll let one of you out. Mm, mm, no. Kind of need both of us. Yeah, we can't do the show just one of us. There are two rocks on the table over there, large enough to crush a skull. If you kill one or the other, I'll let you free. It is human nature after all. Well, Oswald, I just don't want to do that. Oswald, not, yeah. I don't know many people who would want to do that. First of all, I like Aaron, and then second of all, I'm adverse to all murder. Yeah. So that's like, really a double no for me. Yeah, like my human nature is just saying a big N-O to that. Like I couldn't live with myself for the rest of my life. The alternative is you both die here together from starvation and exposure. Hmm. That, so. There's, there's got to be some other way out of here. Yeah, like you could open the door. I'm, this oh, is yeah, your... yeah, he could open the door. Hey, Oswald, Oswald don't you open did the you door? open the door? No! Oh, come on, dude. You're you're the one being weird here. Oswald, do you need to talk to someone? Maybe if all three of us sat down, we could Just, have a powwow. Yeah, we'll like, figure this out. Yeah, like, what are you out. going through, man? Like, why do you feel the need to do this? You could achieve something with your time. Like, it's clear that you got a, a lot of intelligence that, that you're putting towards capturing people that you heard the podcast of and then torturing them with scorpions and now you want us to fight to the death for you i just feel like you could do a lot more with that time and energy yeah is it that you don't have friends like we can be your friends we can you have 10 minutes to murder each other goodbye yeah, I just really yeah. don't want to hash you in the head. Like, I'm really not into bludgeoning you to death with a stone. There'd be blood everywhere. and like, Yeah, it's, I don't know. it's just... I don't even know if I have the upper body strength. And it's like, oh, you do. You could. Oh, but, thank you. Yeah, but I don't think that you should. <laughs> no, no I, I don't want to. Well, I, know, I know you don't want to. Yeah, either. I don't want to either. I would really hate to watch my friend bleed out in the ground because yeah. I murdered him. Will the wrong boys escape the mountain? What is it? Mountain... Will the wrong boys escape the mountain fortress? Stay tuned for the thrilling conclusion coming up.
up soon. Ooh, oh yeah. Listen to the to the smooth sounds of Geet Finkus. The new album, Geet Days and Finkus Nights, will soothe the soul. I just went through a horrible divorce, and listening to Geet Finkus brought me to my feet. Geet Finkus and Co. Well, I absolutely love him. Geet Finkus is just an amazing artist. Each song better than the last. You know, I love Geet. I love Geet. Geet Finkus was in a slump. He had a great debut. The follow-up, not so great. But this, Finkus is back. <laughs> He's back. Finkus is so great to listen to with the kids around. The whole family loves the kids him. saying, Mom, we love Geet. Geet Finkus. That's kind of how they sing because they're not great. Geet Days and Finkus Nights, official sponsor of the Seriously Wrong Podcast. And then I guess we'll do a bit here, hey? Time for a bit. Yeah, like a little interstitial sort of gag-based in-character thing. Brainstorm. Let's get creative. Let's yeah. think of some ideas. Uh, what if... If you and I talk to each other, yeah, we'll okay. say things. Maybe one of those keyboard. And we, um, what if we made it funny? I like that idea. Yeah. Maybe one of us likes creativity and the other thinks creativity is bad. Yeah. Kind of. I guess. Yeah. Haven't really got an angle on it. Yeah. Mm, this uh, is just, no ideas are flowing. Yeah. No, this is just one of those moments where you hate yourself, where you're like, yeah. I'm not good enough. I'll never be good enough. It's making me doubt that anything that we've ever done on this show was actually funny. Because what did these ideas we're coming up with? Another keyboard bit? Yeah, no. It's, <laughs> I'm embarrassed even to consider that. <sighs> oh, oh, it's a floating baby. I'm Sparkle Baby. Uh, hi there, baby. Hi. What are you doing here, appearing out of thin air? I'm amused from beyond space and time. I'm going to give you creative ideas. In fact, all creative ideas you've ever had are sourced in me, not you. Oh, okay. So it's your fault that we're not having any ideas. It's my fault that you're about to get the best idea you ever had. Sparkle Baby! Holy shit, I got it. Wait for it. Okay. It's a sandwich. Lemon, butter, pepper, jelly, salmon sandwich. Lemon, butter, pepper, jelly, salmon sandwich. That's really creative. That's amazing. This is Thank a game you. changer. It's not from me. It's from the muse. Like the lemon, butter, pepper, jelly, salmon sandwich podcast instead of seriously wrong. I think it rolls off the tongue a little better. Mm-hmm. And the best part is you don't need to specify it's missing vowels in one of the words. Yeah. So it's a lot easier to Google. Yeah. People have no trouble remembering that at all. And it's hilarious. <laughs> Let's do the old lemon, butter, pepper, jelly sketch. I'm a wealthy industrialist okay. at a sandwich restaurant and I ask you for the specials. And then you tell me what the special is, and I'm shocked because I've never heard something so creative. Okay, sounds good. Oh, hello, good sir. I'm a wealthy industrialist. Uh, Would you please let me know what your sandwich special of the day is? Oh, of course, sir. Uh, Well, today we have an extra special chef special sandwich. Oh, delightful. It's called the lemon butter pepper jelly salmon sandwich. What? You heard me. That's lemon butter pepper jelly salmon sandwich. It's so good. What is is happening? That's crazy. 
That's too creative. Ah! Oh my god. The wealthy industrialist died. He was just so shocked at the creativity of the sandwich. Chef, chef, it happened again. Another customer died when they heard about what your sandwich was. Oh my goodness. I shouldn't be so creative. I create such a big problem. The biggest problem to me is that now these people never get to taste the sandwich. The sandwich is so tasty. If only they taste, instead they die of shock from creativity. Oh well, I'll clear out the body. Okay, I'm gonna go back being creative in the kitchen. Remember to thank Sparkle Baby for all your ideas. That's where your ideas come from. Oh, Sparkle Baby, I don't believe in that stupid wish-wash. The idea comes from me! Camera pans up, Sparkle Baby's in the corner, he winks at the waiter, waiter winks back. Eh, they'll let the chef believes what he believes, it's okay. If only to keep him from dying of, from shock. Edward? Edward? What? What, Dad? Have you finished your homework? Oh, it doesn't matter if you do homework. You know, son, ever since you became a teenager, you're now my teenage son, mm -hmm. it seems like you've gotten so much more cynical. It's affecting your school performance. It's affecting your chores. Well, the whole school system's bunk, Dad. All the teachers, they don't even know the shit they're talking about. I studied for a test that got marked wrong, but it was right. If they made a mistake on the test, I'm sure you can go to the teacher and tell them. Everyone just says they're making mistakes, but they're doing it intentionally, Dad. People are corrupt. Everyone's looking out for themselves, and then anytime they get caught doing what they always do, no. they try to put on an innocent face. Where did you learn this? I taught you to see the good with the bad, not to just take a one-sided view of things. Now you're just saying, like, sure, corruption happens, but there's also virtue. There's honorable people people who are just working to make a better society you know that exists that's what i aspire to be and that's what i raised you to aspire to be doesn't matter this nihilism i'm just not feeling it son you know you're gonna have to uh, shape up shut up go away you're not allowed in my room i am allowed in your room because it's my house this is inherently the way authority acts dad you have power and then you just use well, it i do because have power over bigger you. Than that's me. true because yeah. Cops will believe well, you. Well, I'm you're... older than you are, I'm more wise than you are, and I'm trying to teach you how to be more optimistic. A so... truly wise man knows nothing is possible. Dad. What's this? What do you got here on the table? Some papers? I'll just take a look at those. Just they are in up. my house just under stop. my roof. But don't touch my things. Our Lady of Hopeless Cynicism? What is this? It's like a weird poem or incantation. Yeah, Dad, that's my cult. Just your cult. My cult that I joined. Our Lady yeah. of Hopeless Cynicism. That's your cult? Yeah, I'm a cynic, Dad. I'm a nothing master. My job is to stop other people from doing things and do nothing myself. It's fucking obvious. This is worse than I ever imagined. No one cares, Dad. Like literally no your one cares. Your mother is gonna cry think. when she hears about this. Who cares? She's, you don't care about how your mother feels? She's just putting it on to manipulate you, Dad. To manipulate <laughs> all of us. You suggest that about your mother. This is... And this oh whole God. act that you're putting on of being bigger than it, you're just covering up your own complicity and everything. I can't believe this. I'm just gonna have to phone out here. <laughs> Hello, Teen Patrol. Yeah, uh, my teen has gone crazy. He's joined uh -oh. a cult. He is Ooh, yikes. totally cynical. I need help. He needs uh, to be corrected. We'll send someone right away. Would you like the starter uh, detainment package or the advanced? Let's get the full Monty, the whole deal, whatever you got. It's this worth is, it. This Honestly, is, it's worth it. This is a good choice. terrible situation, and I need all hands on deck. So, yep. Okay, we'll be on site in 15 minutes. Thank you so much, and thank you for calling Teen Patrol. <sighs> You're a lifesaver. Thank you.
war, discord, pedophiles, demons. They need to be stopped. These people are extremely cannibalistic and you should not approach them. I am your spooky host, Felix Bones. And yes, I am with her. Narrative Wars, because there's a war for your story. Incredible show today, people. Explosive stuff. In the studio today, I've got Chris Montaban. He is George Soros' assistant's assistant. This is the real deal. This is a five-alarm situation. I want you to wake up your sister. I want you to wake up your ma. Wake up your pa. I want you to all sit around the online radio, because right here in the studio, Chris Montaban. Well, thank you so much for having me on the show. Now, first, before he says anything, I want to say this is all in the open and I've known about this for years. Go on. Mr. Soros, first of all, sends his kind regards to you, loves the work that you do. Well, thank you. And I look forward to seeing him again. So I heard your show yesterday. Your previous guest was saying how the Russians did hack the vote totals and changed election outcomes. It's, of course, all true. The documents are there. But what he didn't get into was, thankfully, this was actually all a plot by the best Hillary Clinton. Clinton. Not only did she win the election, she is actually right now the acting president. The FBI, the CIA, Congress, the Senate, they all know it. Ms. Clinton understood that if she won the election and Donald Trump then became, in the public perception, the voice of the opposition, it would become much more difficult for her to do what needs to be done to rid the world of the Russians, i.e. the descendants of Bukovic. The demons. The demons, yes. Breaking news right from the assistant to the assistant to Mr. George Soros himself. Ms. Clinton is the acting president. Behind the scenes, she's really calling the shots, but she's put forward a type of a smokescreen, a a hall of mirrors to entrap uh, Donald Trump and his key associates into a web of lies. It makes so much sense. It's been right in front of my eyes this whole time. Miss Clinton is involved in plans within plans, games within games. This is how all real political intrigue works. There's 13 layers going on behind what you see on the public stage. Like you and me are probably at layer seven, layer eight. What we're talking about here publicly is layer two, layer three. And now Miss Clinton, she's working behind the scenes to wait for it in 2021, bring about fully automated luxury communism for everyone. That take care incredible. of everyone's needs. That matches everything I know about Hillary Clinton, her strength of character, her strong leadership, the way she follows through for the people, the way that she follows through for the 99% instead of the 1%. That is my girl. She's my number one. She's my angel. She's doing it. I knew it for years. Now we're going to be back after the break with George Soros' assistant's assistant. But before you go, I just want to let you know about our friends at Bone Broth. I'm Felix Bones, and this is my spooky bone broth. And it's an incredible drink. You drink it, and it will make you fully awake. And it's actually a very nutritious drink. Can I just say, my son was posting right-wing memes, voting for Donald Trump. Heard a million times, yeah. Just exhibiting signs of a complete detachment from reality and utter psychosis. And, you know, first I thought, oh, is he evil? Is he possessed? by one of these demons that you have sex with a Russian but no it actually turned out it was just a nutritional deficiency gave him some of your bone broth clear that right up and Mm -hmm. the psychosis is gone now he's with her yeah that's spooky bone broth for you it's gonna take that psychosis right out and I don't want you to know about that because they profit off of that they profit off of you being your son being crazy that's how Donald Trump gets his Twitter followers lack of bone broth one day we're gonna have bone broth flowing from every tap around the world save everyone save the people you know, shower in bone broth in the morning and fall asleep in a bone broth bed at night. Keep your brain in line. Sensory deprivation bone broth chambers. That bone broth feels so good as you fall asleep.
Welcome to Shining Hills Brain School, a place where you can send your cynical teen and have them come out shining with the glow of optimism. Our founder, Dr. Anton Lewis Wilson, identified that cynicism progresses in four stages. Stage one is private thoughts, you know, just thinking cynical things to yourself. Stage two, cynical words, sentences, speaking cynical thoughts, you know, spreading the disease to others. Stage three, the actions that manifest from those cynical words. So this is hurting people, punching others, not caring about the consequences of your actions. Stage four is historical atrocity, genocide, possibly the worst one in history. But good news for you and your cynical teen, our state-of-the-art facility has determined a two-pronged approach to stopping the cycle of cynicism before it reaches stage four. Prong one is controlling those cynical thoughts, putting chips in their brains, nanobots, that kind of stuff. Prong two is controlling their emotions through the use of chemicals that make them feel content no matter what else is going on. Shining Hills Brain School, bring your real teen home again. Oh, I missed you, son. It's my real son, he's back. Hi, everyone, and welcome to class. Thank you so much for coming. I know you're legally mandated to be here by your parent or guardian. But I gotta say, you're all looking very content. So let's just do a quick measurement of content. Oh, yeah. The device is reading from your chips that you're all content. So that's good. Lovely, lovely. The training's working. We've barely gotten started. Yeah, we all have our brain implants in, right? Mm -hmm. The machines do the magic of suppressing the cynicism, and then we give you practical advice. So first, I'm just going to write this up on the board. Believe everything you hear is true. We don't want any sort of discernment trying to figure out, is this truth? Is this fiction? Oh, no, no. I'd say just listen to those who seem to know what they're talking about. Safe bet. I'll just write that up here. Safe bet. And we'll we'll be referring to that later, so do write that down. Now, people's motivations are always pure. If it looks like someone is trying to game you or hurt you or abuse you, it's probably just you, and you're probably reading the situation wrong. Yeah, you're being a bit too cynical. Give them the benefit of the doubt, why don't you? Nothing wrong with that. And, you know, everyone means well. Like, sometimes they fudge up. No one's going to lie about that. Oh, just checking the meter. We've already blocked over 7,000 cynical thoughts. Wow. This is so exciting. Just during this, That's this short to... presentation. Here, let me show you up on the big screen. This is what a regular human brain looks like when it's having intense cynical thoughts. Yeah, see all those curvy bumps on the brain scan? That's not nice. Yeah. Yeah, no, those waves and distortions, you don't want that. In here, in contrast, is a live scan of your brain right now, and you can see that's just a flat, beautiful, smooth line. It's like a calm lake on a not windy day. It's a perfect plane. You could rest your glass of milk on that, no problem. And actually, we've got all sorts of brain scans of all of you right now that show flat lines, which is ideal. Ideal and good. We're just going to take a short break, use the washroom, eat a little bit of food. But when we come back, we're going to be discussing strategies for obeying authority. So enjoy your break. Yeah, we're not slave masters or anything. Mm -hmm. I'll just get the reader out to see if you guys all agree. Oh, they all agree. Oh, nice. Complete agreement. That's consensus. We'll see you back in class in exactly 23 minutes. The school bell will go off in your brain if you're not in the room by then, and it will hurt. So make sure you're back in class. Thank you. 
Hey, Sean, are you going to vote for Geet Finkus in the upcoming election? He's got the record. He's got the integrity. You think he's got the integrity? I just saw this video of him lying for like nine minutes straight. Oh, well, yeah. Anyway, I mean, he's been in public life for so long. I mean, I could probably cut nine minutes of you lying together. Well, I don't know. It seemed pretty bad coming from Geet, someone who says that he's so truthful, says that he cares about the poor, and then, you know, I just don't think I could vote for Geet. Well, if you want to vote for Ron Bomba, <laughs> that's, that's up to you. Geet Finkus, though, I mean, you got to be pragmatic. Like, look at the other guy. And, I'm not voting for Ron Bomba. Well, I, I mean, I if you're not vote. voting for Geet Finkus, you're voting for Ron Bomba. No, the people voting for Ron Bomba are the people voting for Ron Bomba. <laughs> I am voting for Whitney Haymore. Haymore, well, throw away your vote. Well, maybe if more people threw away their votes, Whitney Haymore would be the next representative. I think you and I both know that's going to end up being Ron Bomba, but you seem indifferent to that. Ron Bomba, Geet Finkus, not that much different. Just going to say, not too (laughs) much of a difference there. I don't get me started. Corporate agenda, check. Geet Finkus has made a clear promise to shut down all corporations and make doing trade illegal. Geet Finkus is a known liar. Have you seen the nine-minute video? What's interesting is that Ron Bomba lies all the time. He, like, yeah, but he does it in, out in the open. Everyone knows. Geet Finkus is sneaky about it. I could easily make a 22 or 46-minute video of Ron Bomba lying without major effort. Exactly, and that's why it doesn't matter. Everyone knows he's a liar. What people don't know, what's hidden under the surface is that Geet Finkus is also a liar. And if people just recognize both of them, Whitney, Whitney's going to win. Well, if you want pragmatic, trusted option to free all the dolphins, install a roller coaster in every city, add a third tap to washrooms so there's going to be hot water, cold water, and juice, Geet Finkus, the Geet. Well, we'll see in November. Showdown. Finkus 2016. Whitney Haymore. You're just handing it to Ron Bomba. Okay, students, at attention. This is Wrongtown Clarity Academy. As we all know, satire requires clarity of purpose. I'm Mr. Purpose, and this is Mr. Clarity. Today, we are going to be offering some clarity on a few little bits of satirical or ironic humor floating around the campus that hasn't been coupled with a straightforward explanation of the intent behind it. The children pushing those things are going to be punished. For the rest of you, here's a quick download. So first of all, misanthropy at its apex conceptualizes humanity as something that's inherently fallen, inherently destructive due to a doomed human nature, and often ends up in a place where all of humanity is being blamed for the negative actions of just a few, you know, billionaires, politicians, heads of industry, the people who are actually making decisions, evading blame, and humanity quote-unquote, as a whole, taking the blame in their place. And people will extend that even to saying stuff like humanity should die and stuff like that. But these are innocent people you're talking about. So it's important to stand up to blanket statements that disproportionately highlight the negative aspects of humanity without emphasizing also the good or without emphasizing the variance within humanity. And critiquing misanthropy should never be about ignoring evidence of individuals wishing ill will on others. Blanket statements like humans all mean well should never be used as an excuse to avoid holding someone accountable for something like kidnapping or torturing people with scorpions or any other abusive interpersonal action. Human beings as individuals and as a whole carry the potential for both good and bad. 
The important thing to remember is that an ethical and pro-social human community that is greater than the sum of its parts is a potential that we can see because of the kinds of creatures we are that it would be good. And it's something that we can strive towards intentionally. Creativity isn't something that comes from outside angels. It's a process that individual human beings can engage in. It's an ability that we can practice and get better at. It's a capacity that a lot of animals have in different ways, but human beings, it seems so far, are the most developed in this capacity. And in a way, our innate ability to be creative and to intermingle and remix aspects of other ideas with our own experiences, to create new ideas through a creative reinterpretation and remixing, you could say that's, in a way, a basis of our capacity for freedom or a type of freedom that we have. And it's a type of freedom that can be fostered through practice and experience and including within our educational systems, teaching children things like art and improvisational comedy and performance. The sense some people have that creativity and creative ideas are coming from outside them is true in a sense, but the source isn't some benevolent otherworldly agent. The source of our creativity, the source of our ideas comes from the cultures and the social fabric and the communities that we are embedded in. And those things get filtered through the unique individual lens of our own subjectivity and then can be expressed by us as new creative output again. Cynicism refers to a few specific things, some of which are worse than others. It can merely refer to an inclination towards assuming self-interest in others or pessimism towards the future and current events. And those are things that can be useful in some contexts. Being cynical or at least skeptical of things can sometimes help us protect ourselves from being taken advantage of. But when cynicism goes further than that and boldly asserts as like a political ideology or a worldview that all people are inherently and inextricably bound by their self-interest directly without circumstance or variation as a matter of course, like robots, it becomes a type of analytical and moral nightmare that separates you from a clear-headed view of reality. That type of cynicism is not analytically sound. It's a natural reaction to have to be cynical about the world when you see all the horrible things happening in it. It's not an ethical failure in any way. Cynicism is a reaction to the environment. If we really want to decrease cynicism in the population, a big part of what that's going to require is creating more wholesome and nurturing political realities that naturally inspire trust and confidence in society. But we can also choose, to some extent, to look at the world as it is less cynically and with more hope, without slipping into some kind of blanket, naive optimism that ignores all the negative side. The world, completely devoid of cynicism, could be just as much of an analytical nightmare as its opposite. But we owe it to one another to do our best to try to create communities and create political realities with those around us that give ourselves hope and optimism and give ourselves those reasons, those real reasons, to be less cynical. Conspiracy theory contains multitudes. On a basic level, theorizing about conspiracies taken against public interest is a speculation with a strong precedent. To believe that yet unknown conspiracies amongst unknown people for profit are currently happening today that we're not aware of is not an unwarranted speculation. It's almost a logical assumption that there's something. At the same time, extraordinary claims require extraordinary evidence. When it comes to a specific claim about what is, not just a theory about what might be, you know, connecting contingent dots and proposing it as a thought experiment, treating something as fact without strong evidence, that becomes something else. 
There's more than enough stuff to be mad about and to rally people behind in public. There doesn't need to be any sort of hidden hand conspiracy uncovered in order to politically agitate people. Like a lot of the things that happen in public documents are outrageous on their own terms. And if we want to be serious as political thinkers, we really need to ground our politics in available evidence while at the same time having an open mind, filtering that through sort of what matters most and what is actionable. There's an additional and troubling part to this equation. In the midst of the fog of the information war, conspiracy theory is not solely an organic movement of concerned independent researchers, but it's also become a field where advanced psychological targeting techniques are being used to push political agendas, to prey on the often legitimate paranoia that exists in the public that people in power are working against them. Being used in this way, conspiracy theories serve the interests of power, redirecting people's energies away from those real political problems that we know are happening to unprovable and often nonsensical claims of things like mass drugging of people to dim emotions or putting chips in people's brains. A lemon butter pepper jelly salmon sandwich is a great idea, and it should be included on restaurant menus everywhere. I'm talking about maybe even fed to the president or other high value diners on the global stage. You know, this idea belongs in the mess halls of the people inventing new energy technologies, new water purifying technologies, vertical farms. You know, this should be in the lunch kit of the little girl who's going to grow up and invent cancer. I mean, cure cancer. The world-class individuals who are really making the future happen and getting the lemon butter pepper jelly salmon sandwich on their plates. There are reports coming in from around the world from people trying these sandwiches that it cures COVID-19, the pandemic that's ravaging the world, which I tend to believe based on what I'm reading. And some of them are signed affidavits. You can find those videos on patriotlink.win. All the Felix Bones heads are there. So there you have it, class. Satire requires a clarity of purpose, and if we can give clarity to what our purpose might be, it's to actualize a directly democratic, ecological commune of communes where people are paid according to need, using post-scarcity technology and usufructian property relationships, a book to every reader, a reader to every book, a meat substitute in every pot, a roof over every head, not just for people, but the dogs of the world who don't have homes, 10,000 years of fully automated luxury utopia goodness for all. I think that is a wonderful purpose stated with a clarity that I admire. That's what Clarity Academy is about. Sorry if it's awkward. I'm praising you, the other teacher, while I'm here, also a teacher, but just that was some great teaching by you there. Well, thank you. You know, I'm working on trying to take a compliment. My natural instinct is sort of lock up and be like, but you know what? I appreciate it. Oh, that's the bell. Remember, kids, keep purpose in your dealings. Don't say anything unclear. Good kids. Yep. Yeah. You know, I'd like to think that they teach us. Yeah, I'd like to think that, but usually not. Well, yeah, I mean, to be fair, it should usually be the other way around. I mean, that's what makes it a little saying. Right, right. Like, if they were literally teaching you more than you taught them, that might be a failure of teaching, not something sort of wistful that you say when reflecting on your journey as a teacher. And explaining all of this to each other every time we make such a wistful statement is what Clarity of Purpose is about. Oh, yeah. Uh, we're so consistent. And we now return to the wrong boy's escape from Oswald Badman's illiberal fortress of anti-humanism. I think that's an exit down there. Come on, yeah, let's okay, go. Yeah, okay, go, go, go. Oh. 
Just fresh air. Oh man. That feels good. Smell the, the sun, sun on my skin. It's been a day. It feels good on the sting welts from all the scorpions. Yeah. I have some cal- calamine lotion at home. Maybe we can rub them on oh, each other's welts and. That would be good. Yeah, just kind of help each other out. Because yeah. It's been tough. We overcame it together. We neither of us bashed the other guy's skull in. Yeah, we're going to be able to get the episode out this week. Yeah, alive. Which I was kind of worried about. No bashed. I didn't think I was gonna fit through that vent we crawled through, but like, yeah, and made you're it. flexible. You did yeah. it. I didn't expect those tigers. Yeah, I thought we were gonna be eaten alive, but you just like pounced on that thing. Well, like, yeah, so you just say tigers I, pounce, but you pounced. You I pounced did what I could. I mean, I think it was really you who ultimately tamed the tigers, but I definitely did bring them down. I, I, I read somewhere that if you bite a feline's neck that they'll become submissive to you. So that's what I started doing, biting their oh, neck. Oh, so it was actually reading and passing on information. Yeah. I mean, the spike pits. Don't get me started on the spike pits. Yeah, and the walls are closing in on you. And yeah, like, you, you hear him cackling like over no the loudspeaker. Yeah. It's all seemed designed. cackling. Yeah. yeah, it does. He's a happy guy. <laughs> yeah, no, that's one thing you can say for him. You know, maybe if someone had been helping him with that, the spikes wouldn't have lined up perfectly and ran into each other and stopped and they like they didn't mesh well and actually poke through our bodies yeah i think like with a team effort if he had had team working for him they might have been able to check that some of these traps would actually work in practice they looked really menacing and i get how like he was kind of thinking like a villain and i'll do this i'll do this but I think what you really need is the team rationality of working together to make sure that... Because that's embarrassing for... Because we really were done for, except there was enough space in between the spikes for us to stay, and then they bumped into each other's tips. And then we were able to climb up the spikes like a ladder. But once we got through the roof hatch, it was pretty smooth sailing. I mean, there was the tightrope over the pit of acid. Yeah, um, luckily we were pretty well trained on that. Yeah, and we've done a lot of tightrope on the show. previous escapes, yeah. yeah. We actually recorded an entire episode on a tightrope, if you try to guess which one. The only thing is, though, I'm just like, now we're we're out of here, we're walking away from the mountain, but like... He's still up there. Oswald's still up there, he's alone. He's probably upset. Like, yeah, yeah, his whole plan We really let him down. went down the tubes. When he started going over the loudspeaker, like, no, 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 my designs, my beautiful designs. And you can't help but feel bad for the guy. Yeah, whenever you see someone failing, it's like, oh, even if they're trying to kill you, it's like you're glad they failed in a way, but you empathy, you feel bad for them. Yeah, like Eugene Debs said, you know, I won't rise from the ranks, I'll rise with the ranks. Right. And that includes yeah. Oswald for me. I want to see him succeed in whatever he wants to do in ways that aren't kidnapping and torturing podcast hosts to try to convince them that humanity is doomed and a negative thing you know i refuse to believe that it was like one or the other like for us to win he had to lose there had to be there has to be a win-win situation he brought into it i mean like i don't want to blame him but he wanted win-lose and he wanted to be the winner and now so he's feeling the pain of that because yeah that's true that's um, true but then he's also, he is that way probably, I can only assume, because of some weird shit he's been through that I can only begin to imagine. <sighs> I feel guilty. Maybe we should just go back. Like, not into the pit or anything, but like, we can help him out. I bet, I bet we can help him out. And he's, he's probably a bit vulnerable now, and it's something that we'd mm. be able to, you know, pat him on the back and tell him everything's all right, and maybe give him that connection that he's asking for, but just in a very bizarre and misunderstood way. Oswald's just misunderstood. Yeah, oh, definitely. And, like, I bet the example of us working together and escaping and, and not having to bash each other in the head, like, yeah, yeah, let's go. Let's go back let's, and okay. get him. Let's go back.
Daddy? Uh, yes, Daddy, son. I was at the school today and we were supposed to paint pictures. And the teacher said we had to come up with creative ideas to paint pictures creative. Mm -hmm. And I didn't come up with any ideas. Oh, all creative ideas come from a muse. A muse? Yeah, it's a little oh. floating, sparkling baby that goes across time and space, and it's the source of all good ideas. It's called Sparkle Baby. What gender is the baby? Uh... That is a really good question, son, and I thank you for honoring me by asking it. You're welcome. I've always just seen it as more of a genderless thing, but I actually don't know for sure. Oh. That's a smart question. You got a touch of the sparkle baby there with that question, because that's creative. Oh, so that question came from the baby? Well, yeah, everything interesting or positive or creative or anything like that is channeled directly through us from sparkle baby. Anything bad, impure, anytime that you can't do what you want to do, you can't come up with an idea, that comes from you and your fallen flesh, your perverted flesh. My sparkle flesh is a perverted? Yes. Hmm. Yeah. Well, thank you for telling me. Yeah, no problem, son. I have one other question. Shoot, little guy. Where do babies come from? Not sparkle baby, but normal babies. Uh, come on, sparkle baby, give me something. Uh, babies come from um, a plane. An airplane? Yeah, an airplane will actually land at the hospital and drop off the babies to the new parents. Where does the plane get it from? The plane doesn't get it. It comes from plane. Oh. Yep. Oh, okay. That's the full answer, so... Okay, Daddy. Yeah, if you just leave me to my work now. What are you working on? Uh... Come on, Sparkle Baby. Give me something. I'm working on a plane. Okay, thank you, Dad. Bye. Thank you, son. Bye-bye. Yes! There is an international cabal of demons centered out of Russia. They're pedophiles, they're monsters, they do things worse than you can ever imagine, and they deserve to be destroyed. <coughs> this is Narrative Wars, and I'm your host, Felix Bones, your spooky conductor. Now, welcome back, patriots. Today in the studio, we got Sean and Aaron, two investigators from Wrongtown Detective Agency, and they've stumbled on the biggest fish that I've ever fried in my entire life, even as a professional fish fryer, as everyone knows I refer to myself as. Welcome to the show, boys. Well, thank you so much for having us on. I gotta say, I love that you've been exposing the circles within circles, the plans within plans, but we're going to take you one circle deeper. Pretty good so far, but one more. Well, thank you, boys. I do my best. I am a patriot and I fight for my people, my wife, my children, my neighbors, humanity against these wicked beasts. So what your previous guest got right is, yes, the Russians are demons. Yes, they fixed the election. Yes, Hillary was behind Clinton it. Clinton did all that. But what they didn't know was who's behind Hillary. And it's actually quite shocking. So this is kind of a big announcement for your show. The persons who were pulling Hillary's strings were actually us. At the wrong boys. The wrong boys, it. Sean and Aaron. We were yeah. behind it. Now you're here to hear first, folks. That's an incredible allegation straight from the horse's mouth. Yeah, it turns out the reason that Hillary Clinton even wants to implement fully automated luxury communism is because she listened to our show. She saw memes that we put out there specifically to people in her campaign to get her on our side. Turns out we were a little more effective than we thought all these years. Files of us were getting passed around the Clinton campaign for decades. 
the wrong boys are confessing to being behind all of this and being a person who controls everything and is actually the ruler of everything. Yeah. From what we can tell, and we've pieced together quite a bit of information so far based on what's publicly available, but it looks like we put up the mayor of Wrongtown to be kind of our fall guy to make it seem like they're doing this. But actually, if you dig a little deeper, unplug from the matrix and put on your they live glasses, you could see that it was actually us. But what we don't know is why we did it. And we don't know what our objective was. And most crucially, we don't know if there was someone behind behind it all, behind us. Now, we're going to have more after the break with the wrong boys, and I'm sure they're going to have all sorts of explosive allegations. But uh, before we go to commercial, I just want to talk to you briefly for a moment on behalf of Gender Neutral Vitality. Now, Gender Neutral Vitality is a great spray, or it's a tasting spoon, and you use it once a day, and it's going to make your fertility, your fecundity, and your vitality at 100%. That's 100%. That's literally as maximum it can get. Any more than 100% makes no sense. And this achieves that. It's gender neutral vitality. And I take it myself every day. I would never sell anything I don't take myself. And it's a gender neutral treat that keeps me vital. And now for the story of Sparkle Baby, the god of creativity. A long time ago, Human beings were like fleshy little non-creative, pathetic gray robots, FM radios at best, that could occasionally channel some of this beautiful, spontaneous, glorious spirit from beyond, Sparkle Baby, the floating, sparkling baby of creativity. Until one day, Sparkle Baby was um, in a bet. Yeah, we grew up first before yeah. the bet. It became a sparkle teen and then a sparkle man. Yeah. Or so sparkle the, adult. It's yeah. still genderless. Mm -hmm. So sparkle baby grows into a sparkle adult and then has a bet with, we were saying, the god of... Yeah, like a god of another... Aspect. Uh, another aspect. <laughs> of humanity. <laughs> sparkle baby had a high stakes bet with the god of another aspect. No, no, but it's uh, actually like a gamble feels really mythological, but it also is not... The angle I want this story to have. Yeah, because you want Sparkle Baby to, it's a gift, or Sparkle Adult to give the gift of creativity yeah, away. Yeah, so I mean, spoiler alert, but the end of this myth, the idea is that Sparkle Baby grows into a Sparkle Adult, and in that, in gaining maturity, decides to also give humanity maturity and give them the capacity to rearrange their psychic matter in a way that seems spontaneous and creative from the outside but they can do it themselves it's a great gift and a sacrifice because you know the source of all creative ideas and now giving that away it's a very jesus like mm -hmm. I mean, no longer the bottleneck of human innovation right which is good for a Muse. For all of us. That's why yeah, we get to make this podcast. Thank see, you. Every Sparkle human Adult. is imbued with the creative potential that was once reserved only for Sparkle Baby. I know you kind of were like iffy about this. I like the idea that Sparkle Adult dissolves into all people or they consume like some. Oh, yeah, yeah. The, the, humans, the humans fight and then consume them and then they gain. Like, this is the mythological. Yeah, I wasn't thinking of, fighting them because then it's not a gift again, but willingly gives himself as food. It's to like all Gulliver's humanity. Travels, except they're eating the muse of all human creativity. Yeah. And it's like at the beginning of time. Yeah, yeah, I could dig that. That feels. There's a little something, bit of sparkle in all of us now. Something on that spectrum is what happened. And now we all have creativity. And the rest is up to you, little creative thinker you, 
because you were given the gift of creativity from Sparkle Baby as they grew up into Sparkle Adult and was dissolved across humanity. Uh, praise be to Sparkle Adult. <laughs> the end. Next time on Seriously Wrong, Sean and Aaron kidnap Oswald and try to teach him about the good side of human nature. Let me out of here! Not until you give us a hug, Oswald. I don't want to give a hug! Ah, come Come on. Come on, you do. You know what he needs before he gives us a hug is a massage. A little massage. Yeah. I don't want a massage. Don't give me a massage. Oh, I don't know. You feel really tense. You say you don't want a massage, but your back tells a different story, Oswald. You want to work the shoulders and I'll do the lower back? See, it's not so bad. It's not so bad, Oswald. No, it's not so bad. Have you thought about what you want for lunch? We can get you anything from anywhere. I'll just call it in. I'll order it up. They'll deliver. I want tacos. That's no problem, Oswald. We'll get them for you. We're friends. All all the tacos you can eat. And then maybe you'll even record an episode of the show with us, you know? I'm not going to do that. Oh, come on, Oswald. Oswald, we need your point of view. We can all learn from each other, Oswald. You know what? We'll talk to you after you get your tacos, because you're a little grumpy. Yeah, definitely. It's been a long day, you know, with kidnapping us and us kidnapping you back. and You failing to kill us repeatedly because of the power of teamwork and human nature. It's got to be tough for you, and I feel bad. Having views that don't match up with the world is hard sometimes, but we're going to help you through it. We're going to get you through this period of mismatch between your views and reality, and soon you'll be on our side and agree with us. How spicy do you like your tacos, Oswald? Extra spicy or just a little spicy? Just a little spicy. Oh, you can't handle extra spicy? I'm just kidding. I don't want to shame you for that. Everyone has different tastes. All right, that was a good massage. Let's get him in a mud bath, and I'll call in that order for the tacos. And we'll just pop that out. Well, hey, there, there it is. The first Wrongtown Chronicles. Sparkling, beautiful tape. You know, I feel like I learned something. I feel like I was transported back to 2016, 2017 era-ish. And I think I'm never going to be cynical again. You ever feel guilty, though, you know, popping a tape out? Doesn't it sort of feel like all of our friends in Wrongtown just sort of die, like they cease to exist? Their story isn't being told anymore when it's popped out. It's sort of like a existential horror they don't even realize they're on a tape. And then it's like, you can imagine like swoosh, swoosh. Here comes the tape being pulled across. They're all inside like, ah, like a chorus of all their voices at once. Ah, screaming along as the tape moves out of the thing. I always feel that way when I pop out a tape. I do feel that. Like, I feel that all the people on the tape must die because that's the only thing that makes sense as to like where they would go. But I'm uncertain if it's like a screaming bad death or if it's like a peaceful transition to like being a ghost that lives in the tape. And like maybe it's chill to be a ghost in the tape and like it's like fun there. And then when the tape gets played again, they get to like relive their same adventure. No, maybe that does sound horrifying, like a kind of purgatory where you (laughs) have the same exact experience over and over again, doomed to never never change it sort of like a twilight zone thing you know your dreams come true that's actually a nightmare you know like playing the same tape over and over again even though it's the best tape you know this is the best possible experiences it's like the guy he's at las vegas and he's sad because he's losing at the slots but then he has a dream and he's always winning the slots and oh my god i'm always winning the slots but then like he can't not win the slot, so it becomes a nightmare. He's like, ah, I'm haunted by my always winning. I, I just wish I could introduce uncertainty again. Ah, that sort of vibe.
Yeah, so for all the people out there wishing to be on a tape and to relive the same thing over and over again, like those lucky tape ghosts get to, just be careful what you wish for, because even if it's the best experience of your life, you don't just want to live it on repeat on a tape like that. Yeah, and for those of you who are thinking, like I once did, about you know the tape being pulled out and the little people in there like, ah, instead, you got to be more accurate, recognize they've become ghosts. They're not saying, ah, I'm being pulled out of the tape. They're like, boo, I am a ghost, a spooky. But I guess that was it for the first tape. I know the wink wink tape gnomes are working hard on the next one and that there's much, much more wrong town to come. So because we're outside of a tape, we won't be popped out now. And I will just pop out that tape. Commander Finkus, Commander Finkus. What is it? I'm listening to my favorite old tapes in here. I'm sorry, Commander Keep Finkus, sir. God. It's just that there's some major political developments that occurred during private tape listening time. And the GFPC just doesn't know what to do without you. We follow your singular vision in this organization. Uh, yeah, right. Sometimes I get so lost in these tapes. I just want to escape into the past, the golden age, the age that still exists only in memories, memories that have been captured on my old tapes. I mean, to be fair, are you? I started this thing. I'm going to have to finish it. Yeah, you signed up for a cult of personality when you made those banners. You had the political option to try to distribute power, but you actually chose to centralize it. Now tape time is interrupted. Yeah, well, the conditions of particular history at the moment, it seemed like the right thing to do. I still think it probably was the right thing to do, but it's had all these negative after effects. Thank you for recognizing what was necessary at which times and owning up to your minor mistakes as part of condemning others' major mistakes. It's, it's inspiring. What decisions need to be made? The woke use of Fructian technocrats in the big cities, they're exposed in their west flank right now, and we really think that the Finkus strategy should go forward. But there's some reactionary rebellions in the border towns amongst the disorganized pastoral nuclear farmers, and we think that there's a real weak spot on the WUT, the use of Fructian technocrats, while these pastoral nuclear farmers are in uprising. We don't have all the turncoats we were hoping for, but I think we can still pull it off. Nuclear armed or not, we move forward, keep our eye on the goal, and we execute the Finkus plan. The Finkus plan is based on knowing and believing that the Finkus plan will work. If we start to doubt the Finkus plan at this point, well, that wouldn't be a tape with an ending that I'd want to listen to. Sir, I would never have joined the Geet Finkus Personality Command if I didn't believe that the Geet Finkus Personality Command was going to create a worldwide cult of personality for you, sir. Well, it's all part of the plan. It's all part of my plan. And all things are going to my plan. That's right, sir. Uh, and there's levels to my plan that go beyond even what you know. Obviously, it's a hierarchical organization. You're relatively low down. That's right, sir. I'm high compared to the normal, but low compared to you, sir. I'm just saying it's beautiful to you, but like, I'm 10 levels up. Sorry, I'm just getting distracted by the beauty of my own vision again. Well, you're the personality, sir. <laughs> uh... We should probably head over to the council meeting. You all have that big collective rubber stamp that you hold. That's right, sir. Eight in individual handles one mighty stamp. And the way you all wield it together to unanimously approve everything I say, the motion of the arms in unison. We try to be an extension of your very own body, sir, as if it were your own eight arms on one mighty stamp. Oh, that's beautiful. That's... I mean, you're, you're Geet Finkus. You're Geet Finkus, sir. Yes. Yes, I, I am Geet Finkus. That's right. Will Commander Geet Fingus attack the woke Usufructian technocrats of the major cities during their moment of weakness during pastoral nuclear uprising? Stay tuned to the world outside the outside of the tape to find out. <laughs> <laughs>